we spend an average of eight hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens. Laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. Welcome to RCS. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. It's a nice day at Drivers Club. It's quiet in here. I'm so tired. <laughs> You've had a long day. I took my, well, technically it's the third day of, of my motorcycle training class, and I just want to say this, that I'm going to try to be nice about this, but there are some people in that class that I think could drown in a shower, let alone <laughs> shouldn't be on a motorcycle. Um, I met a lot of people like that in the motorcycle some industry. Of, some of them quit today, which was good, but um, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I got to ride a Grom all day that has no clutch, so that's fun. You only need it to start and stop. You can kind of bump it. But is probably <laughs> joking, like man. this is one of those things like where I let the whole clutch the clutch out and like nothing happened. <laughs> nothing. Like nothing. So yeah, but uh, and then I passed all my my written exams today, so I just got to pass the uh the riding stuff tomorrow, so. Oh, yeah. it's supposed to rain tomorrow too. I was so prepared for it. Won't matter. I woke up this morning to get there and some Amish there it, like I slid down the hill in my Subaru and I'm like, "Oh, great. It's icy. Let me let me go ride a motorcycle in this." I woke so, up and it was yeah. like 30 degrees today yeah. with ice all over the dock. It was like, "Oh, that looks fun." Oh, yeah. I ha- I have so many clothes in my car. I I was ready for <laughs> anything. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking out the window to matching 911Rs. Yeah, only a driver's club. Yeah, and I there's three of them here now. So that's three 911Rs here and too much bloody money. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody asks for my favorite car in here because there's, it's, yeah. you know, pick your favorite child kind of place. Yeah, and sure. actually, yeah. it is legitimately the 911R just because I think it embodies the perfect soul of Porsche in the most modern form. And I, and, and I think I'm uh, I'm between the S, SVJ and the uh, Performante at the moment. But that changes. That's, Again, that's that changes on the daily. So, I mean, because I feel like the, both of those cars could be driven every day. Just like the 911R, but even the, probably the 911R more, but I just just something in it right now that I make it goes like. And Carl took that photo last week, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I uh, I actually sent it to our I actually sent it to Valentino Balboni. I haven't heard back from him oh. yet, so we'll see. And we need to connect with him again. Yeah, good dude. Yeah, it's been a long couple of weeks. How was your How was last week? Long, long. Yeah. Long? Took me right through Badlands National Park for the first time. He'd oh. never been before, so that was really fun. I saw it, and so And in a van, you have so many windows to see things. Right, yeah. Okay. And so yeah. packed with animals. It was awesome. The park or the van? Both. No, the oh, park. Oh, okay. And it was, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, as soon as we pull into the park, there's literally like a buffalo stopping us from getting through the gate. <laughs> like, oh. Now, where is Badlands? South Dakota. South Dakota. So okay. Wall Drug do you see the signs? The original Waldrug. Yeah, yeah, you see the signs for Waldrug everywhere. It's like a little town. Yeah. And uh, that is the west entrance to Badlands. So if you're going to Waldrug, you're going to Badlands. You just don't know it. Oh, you're right okay. there. They're nice. just like, keep going on that underpass. And and it's a national park. Yeah. Okay. It's beautiful. It's uh, I mean, you could hike forever there, too. We didn't, obviously. We just drove through it. But it was a really cool adventure. I love driving across the country no matter what I'm in. It doesn't have to be a sports car. It's a lot more fun in a sports car, but it is still beautiful to drive across the country. Well, that was so great to have your brother in here. I mean, like I said, it was so funny because people would come up to you. Like, I saw Carl on uh, Saturday. He's like, I'm listening to the podcast. I'm like, have you gotten to the word decapitation yet? He goes, no, I think think it's coming up. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, that's a defining moment in the podcast. So, yeah. Yeah. That uh, that one did well. We got a lot of response on that one. Well, imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm happy with that. I was happy with that. 
it was fun. It was fun for me to listen to again. I guess is what was I'm it? Yeah. yeah. When, I, I can always tell like when I'm editing a podcast because if I laugh at the content again or, or I enjoy it more the second time when I'm doing the editing, I know it's going to be a good show. Like I try and listen to it from like a third party perspective. Sure. So it's not me. I'm laughing. I just your guess. Which is you. tough because <laughs> yeah. you're literally you know doing your podcast interviewing your brother. So right. Yeah. yeah. It was fun one though. The guests liked it too. So good. Uh, this Carter Subaru tip of the week is a question. A question we get a lot. Uh, in general, I get a, a lot of questions, but people just message me, what's that going on? That does not narrow it down. I know, but this, <laughs> one, this one is about car stuff, though. And they're like, hey, where do I go to find out the latest events, especially during COVID? Oh. Um, mm. So, yeah, and there's a lot of different sources about this. The most popular one and probably the most complete for a national level, so if you want big shows, that's going to be the Hemmings calendar, hemmings.com slash calendar. Uh, they keep track of tons of them. And it's online, of course. You don't need the little booklet anymore, which is really cool to have. They still have it. I didn't know that. Yeah, so okay. Hemmings.com is probably the, the the closest thing you have to large-scale national events. Okay. I mean, I, I know that the one calendar around here that's always been is the Triple X, and I don't know if yep. they're doing it, but, I mean, that used to be, like, I, some of the events there, they were had them every day, half of them. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what the status of Triple X is. Uh, I was wondering that, too, and I couldn't find anything published right away. Like, Triple X publishes all of them. Triple X is not, I mean, for those of our listeners who are abroad, Triple X is literally the burger joint in Issaquah. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> Giant root beer barrels with triple X on it. Yep. Yeah, with yeah. the greasiest burgers you've ever had and the best root beer floats you've ever had. God, yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, they're known for having especially classic car events there, but they do everything there. Um, but, uh, obviously, we have our partners. Avance.com slash events. If, um, those are going to be, honestly, the most fun, in my opinion, because they're the most interactive, and they're growing all the time. Uh, we have our in-kind sponsorship with America's Automotive Trust, americascarmuseum.org slash events. They host big events all the time. They're getting more and more now that things are opening up. Um, Griot's Garage has their own calendar because Griot's does a bunch of car shows. Um, for them, it's a little different. Excuse me. You go to about us at the griotsgarage.com, and that's where you see the events page. And then, of course, uh, our local show where Nick and I met and got started, and that's exoticsat.com. They post their events there. Usually, their Facebook is probably the best thing to follow. It's pretty active, and if there's something going on, they're going to say it there. They've been talking about, I think, April and things like that. Yeah. And also, I mean, along those lines, you know, if you are a fan of, of a, a certain type of brand of car, Facebook events. I mean, there's tons yeah. of like like I know the Pacific Northwest, like the Subi guys have been doing events, but I'm saying like just go to their go to the page, of, you know. And you'll be able to find events. Chances are any shop that you go to that you are interested in. So if you go to the Mule guys, dasmule.com, D-A-S-M-U-L-E.com, they're going to list all the off-road events. We need they? to go see their new place, too. Yes, they yeah. have a new place up in Preston we got to yeah. go see. Well, it's, it's technically Issaquah. It's still, I, think. I don't it's know. More I, Preston, I saw that. It's Preston, but the, I was... I don't know how that I don't know how that address works. So yeah, yeah. I definitely need to go see their new space. Mm -hmm. um, but that's your Carter Super Tip of the Week. There's a lot of different sources here, and I will copy and paste this directly to our page for this. So if you want to check this out, I will start hyperlinking these up in our kind of handy link section that I created. Hyperlink. Handy links. Handy Hi hyperlinks. Hyper handy links. <laughs> nice. Uh, some weird news. This is it's this by the time this comes out, or right after this comes out, it's daylight savings time this weekend. Oh, it is. Yeah, we get a day back. We get an hour forward, back. Yeah. yeah, okay. Which is still whatever. But more anyway, more riding, more riding, more time. riding time. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but a weird. There's a weird correlation I found. Yeah. Somebody told me this popped up, so I'm happy she did. Uh, DST this weekend, five percent increase, uh, annual increase in traffic accidents over daylight savings time over the weekend, forward and backwards. It goes up five percent. Does it go back down, like, just, just on that on day? On the weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, wow. on that day. Yeah, but, I mean, daylight savings time, that is a 5% higher rate of accidents across. I have no idea why. We got to get home fast. We got an extra hour. Oh, take our time. 
That's fine. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but wow. that's kind of a weird factoid. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more creeped and more creeped out by Google knowing us that well, but you know, yeah. <laughs> so interesting. I mean, you know, drive safe. Um, yeah. And coming from somebody who took all these tests today, always look in your blind spot for motorcycles. Yep. Don't forget your high visibility helmet. <laughs> yeah. Motorcycle riders. It's a big deal. God. That was another thing. I tried to find a helmet for myself. It, it didn't go well. No? No. I was telling people to try them on with the, without the cheek pads. It's not. It wasn't the cheek pads. And I, and I had a triple X, or I had a double X from Mariah, and it was still pushing into my forehead. Mm. So I ended up, it's funny because I ended up with a, a cheaper helmet, like a much cheaper helmet. But this thing has like, and I had no idea. Like I was looking for a dual purpose. This has like the, it pull up chin, oh, yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah. So, and it dropped down like cool little cop visor, like I'm flying in Apache. Which one did you get? The Icon? No, 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 no. It's something else. I, it's, it's some genetic, it's. I mean, it's for my night. It's it's a, it's still a DOT helmet. It's a great helmet. It's yeah. just not. But the price point between where I thought I was going to be and where I'm at was like six hundred dollar difference. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing cheap about an Arise. So no. So well, I tried, but yeah. I really I really wanted that one that uh, that Shauna has. Oh, that's but a really it, nice d- helmet. It didn't. The XD4 didn't work, just didn't didn't, work, didn't fit for me. No, we got the biggest sizes we could, and it just even with even with pads and and the the, the forehead pad, which was the issue, was so thin that yeah. David's like, oh, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just dent the foam a little bit. I'm like, no, I think that defeats the purpose. Oh, not from the inside, but yeah, <laughs> uh, still, yeah. We used to, people know. used to roll them with baseballs and softballs and yeah. stuff to get the the pressure points right. Old school. It's good. I mean, I didn't even know that the helmet I had opened up the face mask until I was in the bathroom today and I grabbed the wrong button and it opened up. So, <laughs> <laughs> get to know your helmets. Yeah. So yeah, it was a last minute purchase, but yeah. Hey, well, at least now you have one. No, Better yeah, than the good. motocross helmet you were riding with. I still have that. It's, I mean, I, I, I took that as a, again, the back of my car right now looks like I was, I'm living out of it because I took, so, <laughs> I took two helmets, I took multiple jackets, so, yeah. Be prepared. Be prepared. Yes. So what's so what's uh, being done to the monkey? I got to ask. Since oh, you, you, you really want to know? Yeah, you did some cool stuff already. Okay, so um, it, I, I've got the Renthal bars. Mm-hmm. I did that. I got I got new uh, bar and mirrors. I did with some cheaper ones off of Amazon. I don't like them yet. Um, I went on to Amazon. I found a used pair of Olins. I got for about three hundred bucks off. They, oh, they only I'm have two hundred miles on them. And then I found I found the Yoshi, uh, Yoshira exhaust for sure. about a um, hundred bucks off, which uh, off of eBay. I got a, a horn relocation bracket, so the horn's not going to be up front anymore. And it locates it under the. Uh, I did the the intake, the man in the box intake. <laughs> I did the. Um, what else did I do? Oh, I did the I did the the new ECU to, so for the intake and the oh, exhaust. Oh yeah, that'll really make so a huge difference. That was really cheap actually compared to everything else. Yeah. Um, and then I did I f- it took forever, but I got a hold of one of the optimeters, the new. Pack. Oh sweet! I do not know how I, I I I ordered it about three different places and and two of them came back and was like, yeah, we don't have it. And the other guy, and it shipped. So they if it says it's in the box, so we'll know. So I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, you, you, know, cool you, you know how I do things. Though. I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy this, and then I'll take my time, and I never do. And so the bike's <laughs> going to be done. Um, the only thing I need to do still is I need to do the upgraded the front shocks. Yeah. And then I've been looking at some of these cafe racer seats, and I think I, I'm going to – I know they're not going to be the best. but And I, I would probably still use the stock seat for our ride, but just for – I don't know. There's they a look, look really. It. They look way better. What you don't realize with that monkey is that big seat. There's there's a round bar back there by the light. Uh-huh. That is, yeah. Yeah, it looks cool when you have the seat trimmed to fit it. Yeah. Oh, and then the ultimate upgrade uh, this week. Uh, David and I, the owner of Mountside Tavern, I built 
a license plate relocation bracket. Like he helped from a flat piece of steel. And I'll have to maybe remind me, send me, I'll send you the photos. Like, but it was so cool to be out there. I had never done that. Like I've, I've worked in shops and stuff, but I've never been a metal fabricator. And I mean, I even did some tack welding, you know? So Sweet. yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a really cool process. I really thank him for doing that. But, uh, it, uh, it was something totally new. Like, so well, it looks really good. I saw the one photo you showed me. I was impressed. That yeah, really I was, cool. I just, <laughs> at the end of the day, I was like, I even took it to my parents yesterday. I'm like, look, my mom's not real hot, not real happy about the motorcycles. I, and I think I've talked about that. I was not allowed to have motorcycles as a kid. So I just had to wait 40 years and then just buy it. Like it doesn't even go 60. <laughs> yeah. Well, then there was the conversation. She's like, well, you're just buying it for off road. And I'm like, right. <laughs> Definitely not going to drive it on the road and use the tax purposes to say that the Subaru is strictly the, uh, the business car. Right. No. <laughs> so considering I have, I, I mean, I put over 110 miles on it and I still have, I still haven't put gas in it yet. So yeah, you probably still got a little over a quarter of a tank. Oh yeah. 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 So, uh, I think that's it for right now. Like I said, um, I don't, I, there's a few other things I want to do, but like, like stupid things like there's a fender lift, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, that comes yeah, up, the front. you know, um, and then I, I don't know if I'm going to do turn signals or not because I was totally going to do turn signals. And then you got into my mind about this classic look of this. Which I like kinda, the European ones. That's yeah. all. That's all I want is the European so. signals, which is like, okay, so the bike MSRP is $4,000. Mm-hmm. It's like 4100 with ABS or something like yeah. that. To do the European turn signals, which are LED, brighter, and look better, it's like $800 yeah. just for the rears. And that's for the, I mean, you can get the integrated one. Like mm-hmm. David got the integrated taillight where it's, you, you take them off, but then you end up with these ugly plugs on the side. But yeah. getting rid of the fender, that fender eliminator is the best thing. And I know it's from a from a wet standpoint and throwing water, it's going to be a pain, but. Yeah, it's the only reason I haven't done mine yet is because I'm still riding it every now and then when it rains. Yeah. And the one bike, because I have it on the, the one with the fender eliminator, the one without, and the one without you're just wearing everything off the back of the bike straight up your back like a racing stripe. Like yeah. I, I rode the one in the rain and my jacket was, I, it's a waterproof jacket, but it's still, still just getting pelted inside like this literal like grimy racing stripe from my helmet all the way down to my butt. The only other thing I'm really thinking about getting is, um, is like a, I mean, and this is not for me, but like a, a light jacket that with, with reflection. Like I know you've got that vest. Yeah. So actually I'm, I'm a big fan of those. Yeah. Uh, the, so he's like, right I'm now, showing Dan a photo. Here he's showing me the see. icon yeah. mesh jacket. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of mesh jackets with reflective uh, for one big reason. One, all, for one icon is people can, they're the icon. Well, yeah. people, sometimes people just don't like the styling. Cause it's kind of, they started that kind of that hooligan styling, they call it. Yeah. I think they look cool, but either way, they're actually made really well. They all come with CE armor, which is really soft and pliable. They're one of the most comfortable jackets I've had. And I've had several, the other race jackets are just too aggressive for everyday use, and those are actually really comfortable and well-made. But more importantly, when you get a mesh jacket, you can always throw a rain shell over it. But getting a dual, like, there is no, no such thing as an all-season jacket. You have vents that open, but any waterproof jacket is just the equivalent of wearing an insulated anything all the time. And so they work really well until it's, like, 65 degrees and you're sitting in traffic, and then you're just soaking all that heat in. Yeah, and I, and it's funny because um, there's a gentleman that it, at, at my 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 class uh-huh. he walks in today and he's like he's got the indian jacket he's got indian chaps on it and i'm like, I'm like what do you ride? i go hey you got an indian <laughs> he goes yeah yeah i bought an indian i go no i no not <laughs> but um it's it, that would be ri- a motorcycle brand drive driver <laughs> yeah <laughs> driver uh driver protection is a by the way is a huge part of the test yeah and and, yeah. and what you have to wear and things like that but I want something like your vest that you have. I want something reflective, and let alone the helmet I ended up getting. The one I, I wanted from the Araya was, like, white and, and, and stood out. Yeah. And this one's, like, matte black. So I've got to find some. I want to get some reflective stickers, or I'm going to talk to some of our sticker people and be like, get something that 
basically bounces. I don't want to. I don't really want to ride that at night too much. No, it's more like you just want something you can have at night. That's why yeah. I have this, such a small vest that yeah. goes with me because it's I can just throw it on and then I'm super bright at night. Yeah, and I, you don't need half the time. It's so. very easy to see you bopping down the. Road. Yeah, I have fun. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funny when it, I should we should have talked about this on the episode about helmets a little bit. So when you're riding a bike for the first time or you're a new rider, everybody talks about helmets and they talk about you know getting the badass jacket and all this other stuff. Uh, new riders typically get hurt in the same way all the time because they do low speed accidents. Uh, that's almost like, I think it's like 90% of what you see with new riders is it's not that massive crash where they go flying off a corner and die. That's that's very rare. Actually. They're doing Uh, a U-turn and fall over and the bike falls on them. Exactly. And that's when you get the tibia and fibia breaks right Mm -hmm. above the ankle. Um, and because you've got that giant foot peg and all that weight and it's down low. uh, How do you know about leg injuries and motorcycles? It's funny. It's not from that actually. (laughs) I I do know about that from my own, but that's not how I did it. But uh, typically that's what I usually saw is that people weren't crashing per se as much as they were falling over and a very heavy object was landing on their leg and they didn't have any ankle support. So in the monkey, it's not nearly as much of a concern because the bike doesn't weigh anything and you can kind of just kick it off of you. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like I'm saying go buy heavy riding boots. But new riders, they should because almost all injuries are lower extremity, non-life-threatening, and almost always to the feet and the ankles almost every time. And the second one is the hands. If you're going to skip on anything in gear and you're, you don't want to buy that $700 jacket right away because maybe you don't like it or you don't need it, that's where you want to skip. In fact, a heavy like Carhartt jacket is probably fine for most new riders. And just because of it's like, I want to say less than 4% is the last time I checked that it was like life-threatening injuries were sustained from the torso. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's almost like you just don't see that. It's yeah. just not that common. So hands and feet and then your helmet are where you want to spend your money. Gloves with knuckle protectors and sliders on the sliders wrist. Sliders on wrist. the wrist. Yeah. yeah, new riders are going to see yeah. that's on the tr- on. If once you've been around a while, you kind of learn how to fall, especially if you've ridden a lot off-road. But usually it's the slider on the palm. I yeah. forget the name of that injury. It's a rolling wrist injury where you twist and break your wrist. Yeah. And that's because your, your instinct to put your hand down, well, you got a 300-pound bike falling on you. You can't support that weight. And, and I will say this in the fact that uh, if, you are, if you're thinking about buying a motorcycle, thing, go take the course. I mean, yeah, you don't need a bike out, for it. But, um, yeah, they provide the bike, but... I will tell you, I've been riding on and off, well, I'm going to say, for 20 years. I've never, I've owned some bikes when I was younger and things like that. But today, I got really good at, at slow riding, like especially mm-hmm. U-turns in, in, a, in a slow space without putting my leg down, things like that. There's a lot of really good techniques that you will be taught. And I, like I said, I kind of went into the course, like I knew I knew what I, I knew, but I I learned a lot today when it was that section. Yeah. So it was nice. And that's most of your, that's where most of your, skills are going to be needed anyway a lot of people you know there's one thing about riding fast and that's really fun but that's not most of your riding honestly especially just need to know that you're invisible to everybody if you think you're invisible you are invisible you have a red and, flashing yeah. light on your head and nobody will see you oh god yeah it's it's but i'll tell you it's it's a it's a different world and i mean it's a fun world like i've spent a, a good amount of time at i-90 motorsports now uh, <laughs> getting to know people but uh i'm, I'm yeah. laughing i ran across this video a while ago i was looking at gloves and one of the videos that popped up or suggestions from youtube is why do motorcycle riders break so many windows <laughs> and i can so relate to that because i've done that at least three times like ran into the back of a car no no people have merged into me in traffic and because i have oh. carbon gloves i used to break up spark spark plug insulators the porcelain and i would glue them to the knuckles because in an emergency situation situation when you want to break a window you use a porcelain mad max here well you use <laughs> i a, know what you're talking yeah, you about use a yeah. porcelain yeah. breaker to break glass in a safety situation well people would merge into your lane and knock you off the road and so instead of having to shove your hand through their window you could just barely tap it and it would shatter the glass 
And I had somebody just like go flying off Allegedly. the highway. Allegedly. Uh, uh, it's after 20 years. They can go to hell. They tried to kill me. I don't give a shit what happened to him at this point. <laughs> but no, I just, you got, I, it, more, like I said, three times, I think I, I literally broke the windows of the cars next to me because they were shoving me off the highway at speed. And I'm like trying to get them to stop. And so the only yeah. way to do it is to just smack the window and break it. So they realize they actually hit something yeah. like a person. So. It's that, and they, they talk about people, motorcycles, not you know, the two, four, and 12-second falling, yeah. hitting the back of cars, and then going through the windshield. <laughs> the, the I've back seen of, that, yeah, actually. Yeah, so. Most yeah. people are okay in that situation. Oddly enough, because you have a helmet, it's actually a really soft way to fall into the back window of a van. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> oh, here I am, yeah. <laughs> it's scary, but it's far better than hitting, like, the back of a truck. Well, and, there, I mean, there is airbag, airbag technology now for bikers. It's kind of an interesting yeah. thing to see as far as, I mean... Also, okay, so if you don't know, like, it, it's, it's, it's GPS located, some of them. Like, with yeah. the fact that, you know, if you, all of a sudden you're doing a movement, it's two different types, yeah. But the ones that are tethered to your bike, like, and they talk about it, they're like, well, it gives you a warning. I'm like, I know exactly what would happen. I would put that on, I would put my bike, and I would go walking away from it. I would pull the bike over, <laughs> the vest would inflate. Like, it would just be like, oh, I guess I'm not getting lunch. Yeah, the so, nice thing about those, though, at least they're reusable. So oh, you're yeah. going to get a, a really, <laughs> a really big wake up call, <laughs> but you can, like just replace the CO2 no. canister and you'll be okay. But, but you know me. I would send it in to be repaired. <laughs> they'd be like, oh, there's a small tear. We can't replace well, it. Those, Please give us another $400. So those ones you don't need to, though. Yeah. The GPS-based ones, yeah. they, they do need to be replaced yeah. if you crash in them. <laughs> and it's like if it holds air, it's fine. But, yeah, yeah, I've seen those. They work really well, though. Yeah. It's surprisingly well. It's but fun the, watching them on the track, actually. The tether. Like, I mean, you know, I, I have I have tethered myself to a, a, a treadmill and then screwed up. So, don't, I mean... Was another story, but <laughs> so we had. Uh, remember, remember, you know, disc bike locks. They, yeah. they lock onto the brake disc of a bicycle uh, uh, on a motorcycle, and so they don't allow the wheel to turn. Well, there's a like a I don't know a coiled strap that you're supposed to put on your handlebar so that you don't ever forget that it's on there. Yeah, yeah. I have seen people forget not buy that and say they don't need it. Every single one of them crashes. <laughs> Every single one. I mean, the good news is, is you're, you know, depending on where on the road or on you put it, you're not going to go get going that fast. No, it's yeah, always that little still, thunk. Yeah, it's enough to fall over. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh, our topic this week is, uh, well, it's, uh, it's a special day today. It's International Women's Day. And last time we had Shay Holster on the show. We did. I saw that she yeah. tagged us in, on, on Facebook which this morning. Which is really morning, cool which to see. Cool. Yeah. And we have a long history of women uh, in motorsports. We have a long history of women on the show. Uh, Amanda Friedman was the original GM of Drivers Club who helped us start this show. Um, so... She was she was was she our first female? I mean, I rem one of the most best female ones we ever did was in my apartment. We had Amanda. She was our first one. We had Ashley and we had Chrissy all together. I, you and I didn't get to talk much, which was <laughs> fine. They sort of took it over, and it was a great show. Yeah, it was Amanda and then Kristen and then Ashley. Yeah, and those were our first three women guests. Um, but, but remember, they did a show together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. So but yeah. in that order, that was our oh, first yeah, three, yeah, yeah, three yeah. women guests in the show. Yeah. They also did their own show, which was really yeah. good. I wanted to go back and cover, um, well, there's been, from the very beginning of automobiles, women have been in involved. Uh, they just didn't get a lot of credit. Luckily, history has corrected that or been good about researching that because some of the most influential en engineers from the very beginning have been women. Um, obviously, I've said Michelle Mouton is my dream interview for this show. I've said that over and over again. If I could have one person on the show and that would be my guest, my dream would be Michelle Mouton. Which was why is that? Just, she's insane. Uh, she raced Group B. She set a, a Pikes Peak rally record before it was paved at an Audi Quattro when it wasn't the thing to do. And she never, I don't know, she normalized it. 
for her, it was about being a great rally driver. It was not being about, about being a great woman rally driver. That wasn't part of the equation. And I just, I absolutely respect her as a driver. Like, I mean, she's just watching her as a kid, the fact that it, you know, was a woman didn't really matter that much. It was just like, well, look at this person drive. <laughs> look like, at this person drive. Yeah. Up Pike's Peak in gravel. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, that. I remember early on, that was my mind blown. And then watching her interview, she's just extremely classy. So, I mean, she would just be an extremely interesting person to talk to. Oh, yeah, I agree. So, just, yeah. But I want to go back to the very, very beginning of automobiles. And the first car as we know it is a Mercedes-Benz. Mm-hmm. We've actually seen a replica of it at Pebble Beach, actually, one yes, year. Yes, we have. And one of the first test drivers was not Carl Benz. It was actually his wife, Bertha Benz. She didn't work for BMW? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so he said the car wasn't ready for the road. She decided to take it for a spin anyway and test drive it. And <laughs> not only... It's not safe. Get out, Get out of the wheel. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah. She yeah. loaded her sons in the car and did a 66-mile <laughs> drive with it. Okay. And so this is horseless carriage times. This is like... You're, at that time, <laughs> there's zero that, support because they invented the car. That's a lot to prove somebody wrong. Like, <laughs> I, it's not ready. Oh, I'll show you it's ready. Yeah. And so Get she, in the car, boys. <laughs> and she was brilliant. I mean, the whole idea awesome. was to grow publicity for the car. And there's nothing, you know, at the time, it was like, okay, a woman driving anything, let alone a car, is just, that's not normal for the time. Yeah. Uh, but then it breaks down, of course, because the wooden on wood on wood brakes failed. <laughs> so <laughs> she takes her shoes Cuts out the linings from the, the inside because the soles were lined with leather and tacked them to the wood, and that became basically the first brake linings. So first test driver and first uh, mechanic for Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so, I mean, I can't, you can't say enough about uh, her value to it because that's pretty cool. I mean... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, uh, it's an incredible story that I, I don't know if I've actually ever heard it before you brought it up. Yeah, I did a, a bunch of research thinking about what I wanted to talk about yeah. today. We've had... COVID is still making things difficult with guests, and so which we understand. Uh, hopefully, that'll change. That is changing, as we should say. Yeah. But uh, it was a perfect day for this. Um, the next one, I actually did know this one ahead of time from history, but it's, it's kind of a cool idea. So, Mary Anderson. So, she was uh, riding a trolley in New York City and r- realized that the conductor couldn't see out of the front windows. They would literally have to open the door, reach out and wipe the window off, basically freezing everyone in the cabin, soaking them to the bone. We've seen some people do that at the Avansoff Road event. We have seen that, yeah. actually. Yeah. It's kind of fun to watch. So, yeah. so she returns home, and she she decides she knows a way to fix that. And so what she does is, she, and she patents it, she makes a hand-crank-operated windshield wiper. And I don't mean like the windshield wipers we know. You just continually turn the crank. But when you're in a trolley, pretty basic operation. Well, yeah. the same motor design uh, actually continued on by another woman. Charlotte Bridgewood, uh, this is way back in 18, 1918. So, but Mary Anderson, she, she built it and patented it, and yep. then did, did Charlotte come in and, and yeah, make Charlotte, it mechanical? Charlotte came in and made it electronic. Electronic, okay. So Got instead it. of uh, hand cranking, she, she invented the storm windshield cleaner, which is basically the one we know it as. Uh, okay. Now, the delay thing is a whole other thing that came later. That's a whole amazing story in itself. But uh, she invented the electric windshield wiper. Push the button, your wiper's turned on, you don't have to <laughs> turn the hand crank anymore. So it's, it's funny that this uh, continues on. Uh, the next one, her daughter. Florence Lawrence, uh, which, yeah, interesting name. She should be in the movies. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, she was. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. she was basically the first silent film star and a big motorist. So what she invented is one of the things that is probably the most important on this list, in my opinion, and that is turn and brake signals. 
Yeah, I don't need those. Those are the old manual ones. Now, you guys have probably seen these in photos where you literally, it was like, it was a crank or, or like a switch and basically a sign popped up in yeah. the back window that said stop. Well, and also sometimes they came out of the side of the car, right? Yep. These yeah. little flags that would raise up. Yep. Yeah. And they worked with the pedals. So like when she hit the pedal, that was when the stop one would come up. It was all mechanical. But uh, obviously, did men do anything in automotive? I'm just curious. <laughs> like every every hard problem that was solved in in, in automotive so they far, they probably got yeah. their ideas from their wife and didn't tell anybody. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, exactly. <laughs> oh, honey, I'm totally going to give you credit for this. Yeah. So this is the really early days. Interesting stuff, though. Let's take our first break. Though we are overdue for a break, and then we've got uh, quite a few more. We'll be right back. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. And we're back. Here we are. <laughs> I think the next one on your list is is kind of a, a neat one. It's uh, Emily Post. And she is, how do they say it? The matriarch of manners? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she published the book, um, what was it called? By Motor to the Golden Gate. And that's a, uh, it's a book about her cross-country trip from New York to San Francisco, which is pretty cool when you think about it, because driving across the country anytime, I mean, even now, Takes a lot. I can't imagine doing right. it back. This is sort of like those early AAA books where you yeah. had the motor club back in the day. Yeah. I will say this. Like, a lot of these ladies, they, they really hung on to this earth for a long time. Like, Miss Emily Post <laughs> was born in 1872 and didn't die until 1960. So, yeah. And something tells me she was driving for a while. So, yeah. Yeah. After that, she did a book called Motor Manners, the Blue Booklet of Traffic Etiquette, which is basically your first... Like driving book, your first DMV test. More people should read that book. (laughs) Probably. I love this uh, (laughs) alarming warning that they had here. Uh, Bad motor manners can all too often result in murder. Yeah, you don't want some guy out there, you know, gluing spark clubs, spark plugs to his gloves or anything like that, and killing you. So, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hypothetically, of course. Yeah. Yeah, but she basically was the the founder of how to drive. She yeah. wrote the book on the rules of the road before there was ever a book of the rules of the road, which is kind of scary that it took that long to create a book because that was 1949. <laughs> I think it was easier when you curved a rim and it was wood. Just get some wood filler and just fill it. <laughs> curious. Glue so, in some sawdust. Glue in some sawdust. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the North, next one on our list is uh, Dorothy Pullinger. Um, so her, she was the daughter of a car designer, uh, Thomas Pullinger. And she was, she early on, back in 1914, she was applying to the Institution of Automobile Engineers, or IAE. Uh, she was actually denied because she was a woman. Weird. Shocking in 1914. Yeah, right? Because they were so progressive then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she became the manager of a company called Galloway Motors. Now, Galloway is How do I know that? Scottish. Um, Galloway is probably his. But I'm saying, like, that sounds so familiar. Well, they're pretty classic cars, and we've probably seen a few at Pebble Beach, things like that, mm-hmm. very rare. But they were a very odd for the time, very odd for the time, mostly a women-owned and operated, not owned, but a women-operated uh, automotive group. Okay. And so they were dri- designed for slightly shorter drivers, um, or <laughs> drivers in long skirts, as it says. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she was also. It into, says it. We didn't. We didn't say that. We didn't it say it. Says it. It. it says yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So don't cancel us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. But she was also an enthusiastic race car driver, and she won the Scottish six-day car trials in 1924. So I'm sure that turned quite a few heads for that time. And how long she, does it take to drive across Scotland right now? 
uh, a few hours. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Six I would days, say okay. it depends where you are. I would say about three, four hours, probably okay. four hours. All right. I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that was in 1924, and she's a founding member now of the Women's Engineering Society. So um, the next one's kind of cool. Is Helen? Is it Rother? I think it's Helene. Helene Rother. Yeah. Okay. So she's born in Germany. Um, <laughs> 91 years old when she passed. Yeah, 91 years old. Um, yeah, moved to Paris in France uh, to be a designer. Uh, she became a very uh, successful designer, decorating for uh, decorative hat pins. Um, unfortunately, she had to get out of France in 1940 because of the Nazis. Uh, ruin <laughs> you know, everything. Yeah, they, they ruin everything. But the really cool thing is she eventually wound up, uh, wound up in America, and she worked at Marvel Comics, of all things, which I think is, I mean, <laughs> that's coming up more that's frequently, cool. right? You yeah. know? And then she, she wound up at GM. Um, and, and then ended up going uh, opening up her own industrial uh, design studio. Yep. Um, but, and she designed cars that were easy to get in and out of, seats that could lean back, and upholstery that could be easily cleaned. I mean, sounds like a make-out car to me, if you ask me. So, <laughs> I mean, I can easily get in this, it leans back, and then we can clean up afterwards? Okay, great. Thank you, Helena. <laughs> Germans do it right, yeah. Uh, my favorite on this list, one of the most important people of the 20th century is the inventor, well, let's just get it, Hedy Lamarr, which uh, if you are in, into film at all, that was, uh, she's, <laughs> I'll say it, she's one of the most beautiful women of all time. Yes, Hedy she is. is amazing. And yeah. uh, she invented a lot of stuff that she did not get a lot of credit, co- credit for at the time until much, much later in life. She actually lived until 2000. But everything from improving the stoplight uh, to basically the early form of Alka-Seltzer, I mean that. Um, She helped Howard Hughes with designs on his airplanes. But most importantly, and one of the things that everybody, anybody listening to the show (laughs) has to take into account is frequency hopping signals. Now, her design was a way to conceal torpedoes, alley torpedoes, from being detected by, by the Germans in World War II which actually did get adopted by the Navy, but not until 1962. There's a whole series, I think there's a movie about that, about how they didn't take her seriously because she was a woman and an actress. Which she, is, I mean, was she formally educated or was she just really smart and, and the, this kind of stuff made she, sense? She was educated. I don't know the, her I background, see, I didn't though. see anything in there, yeah. But, I mean, absolute genius. But frequency hopping, that's how we use that now is a big, big deal because that is Wi-Fi, that is Bluetooth, and most importantly for us, that's GPS. That is that technology, and that is her design. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so okay. I mean, that's that's all that. So they're all connected, but she is she is the one responsible for that. Period. And so, <laughs> one of those people that everybody should know in this show, even if you have no idea who that was, look up Hedy Lamarr. She was pretty amazing and lived an amazing life. Yeah. So, next one, still alive, Mimi Vandermolen. She's had a really cool career. Yes. So yeah, in, in fact, one of the most influential designers of all time in the car world, in our modern car world, that's a, that's an important part. So she hopped around at Ford. There was some layoffs. She came back. I didn't stop her. She jumps back in as a design specialist in 1979. But most importantly, and why you guys would know her is she was the one in in charge of the interior design of the first generation Ford Taurus. Which was huge. Huge. Yeah. It was like, that changed the entire landscape of cars for the U.S. If you haven't, go look at the inside of an original Ford Taurus. Uh-huh. Because it was, I mean, uh, the, she helped with the ergonomic seats, the rotary dials for climate control, and the digital instrument panel. How many cars have we all driven that had those digital instrument panels? Like, Yeah, she made them all mainstream. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. it's And then on that, uh, she helped design the second generation Ford Probe. And so, big on aerodynamics. This is a this is a short list. This could be a very 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 long list if we got into automotive racing history. I mean, we could go on forever. 
I think one of the coolest things, and I want you to read it, is that last quote you put on there by uh, Mary Ellis. Mary Ellen Doors. So uh, I don't have her on the list too much, but uh, she was the first woman hired by GM back all the way back in 1950. Uh, which not very progressive at the time, given our list, and a lot of these started in the 1800s. But at the same time, uh, I do, one of the reasons I like her is the same reason I love Michelle Mouton. And she was a designer there at GM. She said, I was not a woman designer. I was a designer who happened to be a woman. Um, we have had, we talked about a little bit before, we've had a lot of notable RCS guests. We've been fortunate to have a lot of women on the show. And we're proud to have all of them on the show. We look forward to many, many more. I'm trying to knock a few more, lock a few more down here. <laughs> Just, COVID is fighting me on back and forth. It, it is making things tough. Yep. But yeah. Um, yeah, we started with Amanda and then Kristen, of course, who's still a big part of this show uh, with our in-kind sponsorship with America's Automotive Trust. Ashley Shoemaker, who's the regional manager for Haggerty. She's off being a mom right now. She is off being and a doing mom. doing a really good job, yes. by the way. So, Adorable uh, little guy. Thank you to our friends at Haggerty. But yeah. of course, especially Ashley, they were our first, our, they were our first really big sponsor, uh, corporate sponsor, I should say. Yeah. And then Dana Marshall, she's the, one of the founding members of Mule Expedition Outfitters. That was such a great time. They are. Listening to her. Yeah. And, and again, an expert. <laughs> if yeah. you go to Mule, you will likely talk to Dana, and she knows her stuff. We've had uh, Katrina Couch, who's been a huge factor in the shows in Monterey, Monterey yeah. and Arizona, Jet Center Events. Of course, we talked about Shay earlier, who is Privé uh, Hair Products, of course, but also a racer. <laughs> has a, I'm looking at some beautiful GT3s down there that, and a GT2 that have definitely had some track time. Absolutely. And then, of course, Kiki Wolfkill, <laughs> one of our most epic shows. Uh, yeah, Both of them, actually. Uh, yeah, we've had yeah. her twice, thank God. Yeah. And then uh, one of our favorites and one of our friends, uh, Madeline Pouquet, which is literally the <laughs> authority on wine. She has a James Beard Award for it. I mean, this is not... <laughs> like Madeline a, talking about that Mercedes-Benz and the things she said. If you don't know, go back and listen to the episode about... The Mercedes-Benz she bought. but um, Yeah, that was episode yeah. 73. Yeah. Um, Carrie Hopkins, who we've done rallies with, and is, uh, will school you on the track. She's any a of the wild week. woman. That woman is wild. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> She's wild. So Episode 80, Jillian Titus, which uh, for a long time was one of our most popular episodes ever. She has an amazing story. Uh, I, I Absolutely everyone should, should listen to that. Mm-hmm. The former CEO of America's Automotive Trust, Jennifer Maher. And then, of course, most recently, the COO of Fluid Ride, uh, Linnea Rook, who's beyond that, I mean, has a double major. I mean, <laughs> the two yeah, masters, yeah, two yeah. Masters she's degrees. educated yeah. and better than all of us. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I so agree. we have had some pretty amazing women on the show that we are very fortunate to have had. So, and yeah. we're and we're all always, as I said, we're always looking for new people. And you yes. know, if you know of somebody that just happens to have a great story and just you know, again, happens to be a woman, we'd love to talk to them. Yep. So. Uh, as far as events coming up, speaking of events from our Carter Super Tip of the Week, <laughs> we have the the next one. I believe is the Avance event at on March twentieth. Twentieth. Yeah. Aren't are they? Oh do- no. The next one is the magazine launch party. I'm sorry. Yo, oh, well, I yeah. should probably talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> that is uh, the day this lo- this day this airs, but at nine a.m. until five p.m. all day. Um, let's see here. Yeah, Friday nine a.m. That, that's down at... Um, Grios Garage. Grios Garage, yeah. yeah. Come see our sponsors. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try and make it down there Saturday. It's, uh, it's on call week, so I don't know if I'll be able to make it to you. As funny as open. it is, I think I have to go to the peninsula on Friday, and I'll probably try to stop by on my way back. So I'll, I'll see. But uh, also, I don't they have, uh, they, I don't think the date is up yet, well, the, or the sign-up is up yet, but Avance is doing a, a track event coming up. Driving experience yeah. event at Bremerton Motorsports Park. Yeah. So... Yeah, that'll be that'll be a good time. That's ten to three thirty on the twenty first, and of course we'll be at the off road event on the twentieth. Yep. 
If you haven't signed up for that one, you really should. We have a little special crossover event uh, with some Raptors. <laughs> you can watch go full tilt on that track that day. That is going to be interesting. Oh, is that going to be that same day? Yes. Oh, okay. And on the lunch break is what we're tentatively planning for. So, yeah, if you are at that event that day, you are going to see a show because mm-hmm. we've got some people with not stock Raptors <laughs> ready to go full tilt on full that tilt. track. Yeah, It will be unlike anybody just having a fun day. These things are meant to really jump. So, yeah, not stock. I did not know that was that day. That's going to be, that's going to be fun. Yeah, that's so. the plan so far. I got to... Just work out a few kinks with the people that are coming, but uh, Got it. yeah, it's going to be a really good time. Okay. So, yeah, lots of good stuff coming up. Yeah. Well, I mean, as as we've said before, you know, Rain City Supercars supports the automotive world no matter who's driving it um, <laughs> or yeah. driving in it. So, um, and we appreciate all the female guests, and I know some of them will be back. Oh, um, yeah. You know, I, we haven't run them all off. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only like two. <laughs> two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. Yeah. So that's it for this week. Yeah, it's short and sweet, and I can go home and go to bed. <laughs> I, 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 Those monkeys I, take a I lot out of you. I feel like exhaust. Like the the guy in front of me in line uh, is, chose to ride the scooter, and the scooter's bearings are, are, are the, the rings are blown, and there's just it's just black. <laughs> like my car hearts are covered in black specks. Like oh, from so, the, yeah, oh yeah. So can't wait to go back tomorrow. So, Some bikes yeah. have catalytic converters, most don't. <laughs> most don't. So yeah, for uh, for this episode of Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan, and don't just get there. Enjoy the drive. <laughs>